We've made it to September. That's right. We survived another month. Welcome into another edition of the Hops and Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Green. Remember, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Hop Spirits, all one word on Instagram and Facebook. we got a great episode coming up for you. Talking to 50 West, Bobby Slatery here in a little bit. And we're also going to open up a six pack with one of the show's good friends. Uh, so, uh, like I said, it's a good one. Might be a little more on the hops side this week than uh, than previous weeks, but it's a great episode. Remember, you can find our sponsor, One Sip Beer Review, on Instagram at One Sip Beer Review. They do daily beer reviews, cool giveaways, and so much more. Remember, they're at One Sip Beer Review. All right, let's get to the six pack. Joining us now on the Hops and Spirits podcast for a six pack of questions is Charlie, better known as the Chicago Craft Beer Guy on Instagram. Charlie, thanks for taking some time to talk. Yeah, Jonathan, thank you. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. You're a friend of the show and glad to have you. So I'm going to ask you a really tough question to get this six pack started. All right. Um, I think I know what your answer is going to be based on your name, but beer or bourbon, what are you drinking? Well, right now, yeah, I'm drinking beer. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> as you know, we've got I've kind of we've got that K- Kentucky connection too, so bourbon's always always an option. But yep, drinking some beer tonight and uh, mi- microphone brewing. Uh, mic check one two. It's a double dry hopped IPA. So that's what we're nice. that's nice. what we're cooking on tonight. Yeah, it's good stuff. And, and so I'm guessing for the most part, though, you're a beer guy. And and then what what's your go to these days? Yeah, really big into beer. You know, with 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 COVID and kind of the the world we live in these days, I decided to start this account. And uh, I've just, you know, with the hotter weather, just really the hazies or the the milkshake IPAs, you know, double triple IPAs, those have really kind of been my go to for a majority of the season. So, you know, I dabble into the stouts and porters, that kind of beer, um, more so for me anyway. When it's uh, a little bit colder out, it's more of kind of a wintertime sipper for me. But. Yeah, that that you, know, you got to transition to the little bit of the darker beers, the little, little heavier beers. That sure. totally makes sense to me. Uh, what what drew you to craft beer? You know, because you know, for for some, it was just they either grew up on it or whatnot. You know, for me, I basically was like, you know what, I want something a little better than Bud Light and Miller Light. <laughs> what drew you to craft beer? Yeah, it's funny you say that, and I've got to give credit to my wife here. Uh, she actually got me way more involved. You know, living in Chicago, we're lucky to have as many breweries around as we do. And coming out of college, you know, the college scene definitely was all about, you know, Bud Light, Natty Light, just kind of the, the cheap domestics. And we started going on a, on a couple of dates when we first started uh, dating here in Chicago. And she was like, you know, let's go to a brewery. And, you know, I'd, I'd had a craft beer or two here and there, but um, we started going to more and more breweries every weekend and the more breweries you go to, the more you, you start to fall in love with the craft beer. So credit to her. She really got me, uh, got me started and in going into breweries. And now I, I gotta say there's not many left in the Chicagoland area, um, that we haven't hit. So see, you, you gotta have a good lady. Cause my, mine kind of did that for me too. Like pushed me over the edge cause she got me a craft beer club of the month membership. And that was awesome. Cause <laughs> yeah, you got to try all sorts of things from all different places. Yeah. That's a great way to get at it for sure. Now you know, you mentioned you've, you've gotten to try a lot of the different beers in the Chicago land area. That's where you, you, you live now. Before I ask you about, you know, all the different places you lived and what's the best beers there. You know, a lot of people like to travel, go different places for, for, you know, beer, beercations, so to speak. What's the best place you've been able to visit so far? 
Sure. So um, I kind of I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and Atlanta has a huge craft beer scene, especially um, if you head out towards the Athens area uh, where University of Georgia is located. There's a lot of good options in Atlanta. Um, one of my favorites is um, out in uh, in Athens, and then they I think they opened up another location too is uh, Terrapin Brewing. Um, you might have even heard of Terrapin. They've kind of I think they can distribute some outside of the state of Georgia, but um, Terrapin is really good. There's another really good brewery in Suwanee, Georgia called Stillfire. Um, kind of found it the last time that I was home. They're a little bit newer, um, but they've got a great scene and um, a lot, you know, a large, spacious, fun atmosphere at Stillfire too. Um, outside of Georgia, you know, obviously there's a lot of good options in, in Kentucky, uh, especially there in Lexington where you're at with West sixth and blue stallion. Um, I gotta, I gotta say some of my favorite beer I've had and here recently is out in, in the, in big sky country in Montana. So I mentioned my wife, she's from Bozeman, Montana. And, uh, if you've ever been to Montana, not a lot of people have, but they have the craft beer scene on lockdown out there. And there's a lot of good breweries I could, um, and Bozeman and Livingston both, which is not that far from, from Bozeman. Um, probably my, one of my go-tos every time we're there is mountains walking brewing. Um, they have some beers available on the, uh, uh, Tavor app as well. Or how, is that how you say it? Tavor or Tavor? I, th- I think at least that's how I pronounce it. Yeah, I, I Tavor, could be totally wrong. Tavor, yeah. <laughs> so, Shout out to Mountains Walking and, and those guys. Actually, the last time I was there, they uh, they hooked me up with some beer that I kind of sent back to myself, and they gave me a behind-the-scenes look. Um, they always have anywhere from like 20 to 25 beers on tap. So Mountains Walking is great. Catabatic Brewing in Livingston, Montana. Um, uh, Outlaw Brewing in Bozeman. I mean, there's just – there's Map Brewing. There's a lot of good beer out in Montana, so – that seems to surprise people because it's not, you know, everybody thinks population wise, you know, there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot to do. That's not really the case in the, <laughs> in the Bozeman area. Bozeman is just exploding and in a good way with lots of good beer too. So I was gonna say, I actually talked to, uh, from West Virginia, a brewer there recently, and he, he was talking about how Montana is kind of crazy in the fact that, you know, like you said, pe- people may not think about it as a craft beer place, but they've been like homebrew in there for like decades like that's been a pastime of theirs so i would have to imagine that they make good beer yes i agree they do (laughs) (laughs) for sure they've got it locked down so and then kind of to piggyback that question like a part two you know obviously you know you've gotten to go to some of those those places already anywhere in the world if you could go visit to to have some beers where would it be new zealand 100%. 100%. Yes, that was, uh, and I, I learned more about, you know, hops and there's so many different variations of hops these days. And, you know, with um, the Nelson hops and the Mosaic hops, et cetera. I mean, there's, there's so many different ones out there. And when I was talking to Lewis at Mountains Walking out in Montana a week or two ago, um, he gave me the behind the scenes look and we're, you know, he showed me their cooler with all the different hops that they have. A lot are local, you know, somewhere from the Midwest. And then you had a section of, um, of Nelson hops that were f- strictly from New Zealand. And so I started kind of looking and New Zealand is apparently just the breeding ground for really good hops for beer. I mean, there's like 16 or 17 different strands. Uh, so the more and more I look online, it looks like New Zealand would, would definitely be an awesome place to go visit and 
have some have some New Zealand beer and kind of check out the brewery scene there. Check out some rugby. You know that uh, <laughs> that would kind of be my my go to. So I like that. I never would have thought of that. I I, I love that answer. Uh, you, you know, you, you've mentioned you've, you've lived a few different places before we got on here. You know, you mentioned, uh, Kansas city, you know, Ohio, Kentucky, you're in Chicago. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> What's the, who, which area has the best beers and you won't hurt my feelings if it's not Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's up there. I was not in Kansas city all that long. They have barbecue on lockdown and they have great beer out there too. Um, <laughs> Honestly, it's got a, for me, it's kind of between Kentucky and Chicago, strictly, you know, based on population and how many options you've got, probably Chicago would have to take the cake, but I got to, you know, it, it's, it's a very close second with Kentucky, a lot of good options in Lexington and Louisville, um, shout out to the against the grain guys on your last episode. They were, I've been to their brewery a couple of times. They do great stuff. Um, and, and they sound like they're a fun bunch that I would love to drink with too. Yes, they do. <laughs> They do. So yeah, Kentucky's right. I mean, they're, they're right up there. There's a lot of options. You go up to Northern Kentucky area, Matry Brewing is across the river in Cincinnati. Um, Matry is doing really good things. So, um, man, that's, that's, that's tough. Strictly just on how many options though, probably Chicago would have to take the cake. It's close though. Hey, I, I get that. Totally get that. I, I like to say Kentucky's up and coming, you know, and then there's some areas that are a little more mature with their craft beer scene. So I get it. I totally get it. Uh, I, you know, with your wife being from Montana, but you've moved around, you've lived in Kentucky elsewhere. Would you classify yourself as a city boy or an outdoors guy? <laughs> I try to, I try to make my wife think I'm an outdoors guy when I'm in Montana, but it, <laughs> uh, it becomes apparent pretty quick that I'm not. So I guess, I like to say a little bit of both, but probably more so a city guy. So, so you're not going out there starting, you know, fires and, you know, could yeah. be on the show alone and yeah, just be I'd, surviving for a while. I'd fail pretty quick at that. <laughs> it is, <laughs> hey, it is right. great to get out there though and get out of the city for a while and go just enjoy, you know, the, the river and the mountains and kind of escape reality with, you know, the, at going from the third largest city in the country out to, to Montana. It's a, the first time I went out there was kind of a culture shock, but I, I love going out there. It's a, it's a great part of the country. As I was say, I, I love the, the, the Western part of the country, the Rockies, you know, Wyoming, that area, it's beautiful country out there. So I totally understand that. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to get out there again at some point soon. So we're going to wrap up our six pack with my last question for you. Okay. I think this one's going to be fun. We'll see what your answer is. What's the most boring fact about you? The most boring fact about me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You got me there. I don't know if my wife, <laughs> my wife might be able to answer better than me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of get set in my ways, I guess. You know, I, I, I get, uh, I get to, to drinking the craft beer or watching football. And then I kind of, <laughs> I don't go outside of my, uh, my comfort zone with that or, you know, uh, doing anything crazy. I guess I'm not that adventurous with, with new things. Just say that. There you go. There you go. For, for me, I think it might be that I, I surprisingly just, I'm not a big IPA guy. I, 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 I dabble in them, but I'm not a big IPA guy for some reason. Sure. Well, I can, and in the beer route, uh, I'm not a big sour guy. Ah, see, and sour, that's my favorite thing. Uh, really? Yeah. See, I don't know. There's not, it's just some people love them. Some people I'm not going to say I hate them. I'll drink, you know, any beer. I just love beer, but, um, sours just, there's something about a lot of the sours. I just don't really do it for me a lot of the time, but, um, Hey, 
I get that. I get that. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, we were slight opposites, but it, it would all work together. And I won't hold it against you that you're a Cleveland Browns fan either. Exactly. Yeah. Go Browns. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> tough. It's a tough life as a Browns fan, but you never know. Maybe, maybe At least there's, there, there's always next year, right? Exactly. I mean, there's always next year. I need a shirt that says that. Yep. <laughs> Well, Charlie, I appreciate you taking the time to chat some beer with me, answer some fun questions. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, man. Have a good night. I appreciate it. Thank you again to Charlie for hopping on for a six-pack of questions. You can find him on Instagram at Chicago Craft Beer Guy, all one word. See what he's drinking, what he thinks of his beers. That's Chicago Craft Beer Guy, all one word on Instagram. And joining us now on the Hops and Spirits podcast is none other than Bobby Slatery from 50 West Brewing in Cincinnati. Bobby, thanks for taking some time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Now, you do you own it, co-own it? What, what's your role in 50 West? Because I know in a weird way, kind of that's your family's property, but what's your main role there? Yeah, well, I started it, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my dad owned the property here. And uh, we opened up a brewery and decided to open up a brewery in, in 2012. And yeah, so it, it's me and, you know, 75 other employees that are all here uh, trying to grow this crazy dream that we came up with a long time ago. Now, from reading some, some history, you were living out in California. Your, your, your father owns plenty of businesses around the greater Cincinnati area, been a big entrepreneur. He called you back to run a restaurant. How did that go? And then did that kind of spur you maybe going into the brewery side of things or how did that all work? Yeah, I think he tricked me is what he did. Uh, (laughs) It was, as I wasn't living, I was in California, but I wasn't living there. So I, um, when I graduated from college, I got like the coolest job that I could think of at the time, which was um, I worked for in an event marketing. Uh, I was on tour for anybody that's ever been on tour before. They know what I'm talking about. And if you, if you weren't on tour, then it probably sounds crazy. doesn't make any sense. But what it meant was I worked for, uh, for Verizon Wireless, and I, I helped manage their event marketing program. And so I would go city to city, and it was my job to give people high fives and teach them about uh, whatever messaging Verizon Wireless was trying to promote at the time. So whether it was ringback tones um, or, you know, the, you know, their new EVDO network, uh, all like pretty funny stuff now when you, when you talk about how, how much things have evolved. But um, it allowed me to travel all over the country and I was, I was essentially living out of hotels. Um, and so I got to see everything. Um, and I kind of saw while I was doing that, you could see the brewing scene a little bit. I would remember being up in Kalamazoo and seeing bells. Um, and that was pretty neat to hear about like when Oberon would come, come out and how the whole town would shut down. And I don't know, you just, you saw all this cool stuff. So, um, long story short, I was based out of Chicago. Um, I got engaged to my now wife. And, uh, you know, I called my dad and just said, hey, we're getting engaged. And he said, well, you know, what are you, are you guys going to stay in Chicago? You know, what's your plan? Um, and I said, I don't know. We might have kids here in a little bit and, and move back once we have kids. But, but we'll see. You know, let me know if any opportunities open up. Uh, and so he called me like literally the next day and was like, oh, I've got this amazing opportunity for you at this restaurant. You know, uh, he had owned the property on it. The guy that was renting it. Uh, I tried to open up another one and it didn't work out. And he's like, why don't you come back and, and figure out how to run this? And, you know, me being, I don't know, I was in my mid twenties at the time. I thought it was, you know, the greatest opportunity of a lifetime. And so not knowing anything about restaurants other than having worked, I, well, I worked at a coffee shop uh, when I was growing up and I was a bus boy. They owned a restaurant and they let me be a bus boy and a dish, dishwasher uh, for a summer. And so that, that was all I knew, but I went back and, and, 
uh, moved back home to Cincinnati and, and ran this little family restaurant and probably made every mistake you could make. Uh, but it taught me a lot about the business. And then um, once I kind of got a sense of, uh, you know, what it took to run a restaurant, um, the idea of, you know, breweries, you, you saw them all over the country, but they weren't here in Cincinnati. And so uh, that idea started kind of rumbling around and, and 50 West was sort of born from there. And then the location you guys are at now has a really cool ba- background. I, I'm sure that may have played a, a role in where you picked it, but it's an old speakeasy from back, way back. Um, but the original part of 50 West where you guys started is an old speakeasy. Yeah, I mean, it was a, um, so that's what, yeah. I mean, now it's a campus. Now we've got, it's always hard, it's tough to explain to people when they, you gotta kind of have to come here and see it to, to understand it. But yeah, the building we went into, um, it was a building that was built in 1827, uh, and it, 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 it was a, originally a, a wealthy family's home. Uh, Abraham Lincoln supposedly slept there when he was coming through. Uh, the, the, during the Civil War, there was a Civil War base just down the, down, the, uh, down the street from the brewery known as Camp Denison. And so th- that family was there, and then at the turn of the century, um, there was a bad mom and her bad sons. It was kind of like the movie The Goonies. It was running a speakeasy out of, uh, out of that building, and um, that's when – we looked into the history of the building and we, we read all the stuff about George Remus being there and seeing all these pictures. And we're like, this is totally cool. Um, and so he had said his career was made getting alcohol in 50 and taking it West. Um, and that road right outside our building runs from Ocean city, Maryland to California. And so we kind of love that idea of, of the whole brand being about a road trip and, and the different beers that we brew would all be the, these stories of, of going from coast to coast across uh, route 50. And now from that small humble beginning of kind of the house, you guys have turned it into what I would call like a, a family drinking families, uh, utopia. <laughs> Cause I mean, you got a little bit of yeah. everything. I mean, what, what made you guys decide to add the burger bar, the rec leagues? Now I know stuff like that's not going on and you kind of have it all set up, you know, for social distancing, but what, what made you guys go burger bar and volleyball courts and things like that? Uh, I mean, how we got here today, it, it, you know, it's kind of crazy. It's like we've been working on this thing for so long. And it's all sort of become real right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, so the initial space, we took over the volleyball courts across the street. That was for capacity. So we needed to be able to brew more beer. That all came from, we were just running kegs out of the back of my truck, selling at the bars and restaurants in Cincinnati. And then the space, like our brewing facility wasn't big enough. And so we needed to scale up, but we couldn't, that old white house wasn't built to be able to put a brewery in it. Um, and so we looked across the street and that building looked exactly like what you would put a brewery inside. Um, and so we took over that building and they had run volleyball leagues. Um, and when they were running those volleyball leagues, we were like, well, should we run volleyball leagues? And, you know, they sell a ton of Miller and Bud Light out of there, but you know, maybe people like craft beer. And what we found was that the customer that was playing in the volleyball leagues, it was kind of the same person that was coming into our space to drink craft beer. Um, so what I mean by that is, you know, you would think that when, when breweries first started out, it was like, Oh, you know, it's all just, you know, these beer nerds coming in, drinking beer and being, you know, be about it or whatever. And, and that really wasn't the case. It was really just like a group of six friends that wanted to get together and sit down and talk about the styles that they like and didn't like, and they learn a little bit about it. And the volleyball leagues were the same thing. Like nobody out there was, was training to go on the AVP tour anytime soon. They're all just a group of six friends that wanted to get together and enjoy each other's friendship and, and, and hit a volleyball around and laugh at each other. And so we found this really good combination, um, uh, of the volleyball leagues and the craft beer and, and, and that grew. And then um, we had a bike trail that was close to us. So we started working on getting that bike trail extended and we opened up our little bike shop down at the end, um, which you could take those same six people and 
get on the bike trail and have them come back and drink beers and enjoy. Um, and then we opened up the canoe and kayak livery because the river was behind us under the same premise that we would take those six people and put them on the river. Um, and at the end, you'd come back and, and, and drink beer. So uh, that got us up until about, uh, you know, a little bit prior to COVID. Um, and the one piece that we felt like we were missing was families kept coming here with their kids. And so really what our customer was, or our core customer, was really, we call it like the one-year-old birthday demographic, meaning they want to have a birthday party for their one-year-old. Their, birth, their one-year-old really doesn't care what that birthday party looks like. For one, I don't know how many one-year-old birthday parties you've been to, but usually it's just uh, a, a bunch of parents sitting around drinking, right? I, I was going to say, if you, if you really want to know, our kid's first birthday party was at a brewery. So yes, I, I it, totally it, get it. <laughs> it. You get it, right? So, so what, what craft beer became was like, and I'm in the same boat. I got three kids. It was like, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not 21 anymore. I'm not running up to the bars and, and trying to meet people and, and, and drink as much as I possibly can, you know, but with that being said, I still like getting together with people. Now, now my only problem is, is that I created a, a little human being uh, that has to come with me. So we started asking, we we're looking at our space and, and it would be funny because the parents would bring their kids with them. We had all these volleyball courts and people were playing volleyball on it. And the poor kids were like digging in this little corner of the sand, you know, where people had like thrown their cigarette butts. And we're like, this is horrible. Like, you know, we're not catering. Our, our real customer here might not even be the parents. It might be the kids. And so we're like, what if we created a world where the kids could potentially like this more than the adults? Because I know if my kids like it, then I'm going to want to go. And if there's something in it for me, then, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a win for everybody. Um, and so we started planning the burger bar and the whole thought around that was like, build your American root beer stands, but then it's all going to be, you know, we're going to make it all. And we're going to add that craft beer element in there. And, uh, yeah, so, so that was the plan behind the burger bar and, and ultimately what, uh, kind of what it looks like today when you come out here. We're talking with Bobby Slatery, uh, 50 West Brewing in the greater Cincinnati area. And Bobby, one thing that I, I love, you kind of mentioned it there, you You've got so much going on in, at the campus. Um, talk a little bit about that trail because you all help them kind of make that happen. If I read things correctly to help expand that trail down past you all. Yeah. So uh, part of that's being, you know, when I was, I don't know how many of you guys have ever been up to Chicago and seen Lakeshore drive, um, but they have a great trail in Chicago that runs right along the river or not around or along the lake. Um, and when I was up there, it was, I, I I was into it. And like everybody that was, um, everybody in Chicago, they all use that trail. And what I saw is, is one of the worst things I think with trails is everybody refers to them as bike trails. They just think of like, you know, cyclists in their, in their tight spandex, you know, trying to ride, you know, 20 miles an hour and, 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 you know, ride far distances. But what those things really are is they're like energy trails. Like people get out there and they feel good. You see other people doing it and then it makes you want to do it. And so uh, I'm a Cincinnati kid originally you know, I was born and raised here and, and I wanted that in my community. I wanted Cincinnati to have that, that special trail. And so um, when we came back, or I came back, I looked at that trail and it wasn't, you know, it, it didn't go the direction that, that I wanted it to go, which was the head towards downtown. Um, and I'll never forget, we started working with the, um, our community on it. And there was a lady who worked on it for like, I don't know, 10 years. And she said, it's never going to happen. And I don't know, if you know how I'm programmed, that's probably about the worst thing you can tell me. Uh, cause it, it, it's almost like a challenge. Like you, you, you tell me it's not going to happen and, and we're going to try to figure out a way to make it happen. Um, and so we just started working with, um, with great parks, who is the park community here and our township. And we kept hollering to our township saying like, look, 
I know this doesn't make sense, but if you build a bike trail, it will get, people will start coming and they'll generate, um, it'll generate a commercial district. And so there's great examples of this in Indianapolis um, and also down in Atlanta. And so just for, it took us about 10 years to get it done. And it finally happened this year, right after COVID, but uh, we now have the bike trail coming out of there. And I mean, if you come here on a Saturday or Sunday, there's not a better, it is so fun to watch these families ride you know, they ride five miles together. So you see the kids riding five miles with their mom and their dad and they pull in and dad and mom grab a beer and the kids grab a milkshake. And it's like, they earn that, you know, and then they, then they have their fun and then they ride, ride back home. And then another thing that I, I thought is cool, cause you're right on the river there, the little Miami is you guys did canoe and kayak. Like, how do you yeah. think, think of that idea? You know, I get the running and cycling cause you know, a lot of breweries have a run club or, you know, they might sponsor some cyclists and things like that. But canoeing and kayaking at launch point seems kind of crazy to me. Yeah, so our, our canoe and kayak launch is down right now with COVID because our buses were too small and they, they, the limitations weren't, weren't going to allow it to operate right now. But it's the same thought process. It's just like take six people, right, and, and, and give them something to do and then let them come back and, and enjoy their – when they're finished doing that activity, they come back and they drink a beer and they enjoy themselves. And for us, it's just like looking behind us and saying, hey, we've got this great river that's right there, you know, what – how why not put that there right like that it, it's going to be another cha- another avenue another channel for um for people to go go enjoy themselves you know make a positive impact in their life and then come back and have a beer and, and uh yeah that, that was that, it, it's really it's really that simple for us really nothing wrong with that to me simple is, is better sometimes uh, before I yeah, get... it, it, I'd, lo- I'd love to say we like looked at a bunch of demographics and saw that, the, but it was just sort of like, hey, that, that makes sense. Let's try it. Let's do it. And, you know, see what happens from there. And before I get you know back into the, the beer side of things, one of the things I love that you guys have done is the Penny Lane VW bus. Tell a little bit about yeah. that story, because, I mean, it's it's a VW bus. It's orange. It sticks out and it's got a new life, so to speak. Yeah, so. I mean, that all came back to the road trip, right? So, so we're building this brand, you know, it's going across America and, and I've driven, I mean, I don't, I can't tell you how many miles I've driven around America. Like I, I, that was my job for, uh, you know, five years essentially. So I love the road trip, right? Like road trips are about music and they're about just like, I feel like I do a lot of good thinking in that, in that mindset. But if you think about like, what is the, you know, the dream road trip, if you think about like the perfect setting, um, if it was a movie, right? Like you're taking that road trip in, in a, in a, in, a, in an old Volkswagen, right? And for some reason, orange is like the color that just, it just stuck out with me. I was like, it's an orange Volkswagen bus. Like that's what this road trip is. Um, and so we started the brand, uh, we decided to buy this bus. And the first one I actually got, I think I paid like $4,000 for the first bus. And it was the best one we ever had. Um, and so the dream was to drive it, you know, take it right out of our place and drive it all the way to California. Um, and unfortunately I ended up catching that bus on fire going to a corporate outing for Kroger. So I don't, I don't think that was what you were hoping for, right? (laughs) No, it wasn't. You know what? I mean, prior to this though, we figured out to hook it up with beer in it and we were bringing it to beer festivals and there was nobody doing anything like it in beer at the time. And it was just like, we would show these festivals, people would just go nuts. And so when I caught it on fire, not only was it scary to have this, you know, I was coming from an event and, and. Uh, it's one of I was it's a longer story. Go to our go to our Instagram. There's a video of it. It's a very long story. But they um, essentially I caught it on fire uh, and I was driving down the highway. So as I'm driving, I'm seeing this the flames come from the back. 
Um, and it ends up, you know, the bus is now burnt down and we're not sure what we're going to do with it because this was literally like our mascot and everything that we loved. Um, and then, you know, it ended up, we turned it into a six top table on our patio as this burnt down bus. Um, and so people would, it always, at the end of the night, people would be in that thing having fun. And so we decided when we brought the burger bar back, we were going to bring the bus back to life. And so now it's outfitted, you know, unfortunately we don't let people inside because of COVID right now, but you know, we built it for, for a family to be able to sit in there. So you can come in there with, with, you know, mom and dad and the kids, uh, can all sit in the bus together and enjoy some cheeseburgers and beers and milkshakes. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, that bus has been with me since the beginning. And I think it'll, I'll probably end up burying myself in it when it's all said and done. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, you can't just let memories go and, and it's, it looks yeah. awesome. I mean, so I, I can't wait for the day that, you know, we get back to somewhat of a, a normal life and, and folks can enjoy the, the VW bus booth. Uh, Cause I think that'll be a pretty cool thing to, to go and do uh, at the burger bar. Yeah. I, it, it, when you say normal life, I think that's, one of the, I would say the neatest things that's happened to us in the last, I would say over the course of our business. So we opened in 2012 um, and we've had extreme success coming out of COVID. Um, but that wasn't always the case. Like when COVID first happened, I thought my career was over. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Um, and we kind of, so we were planning on opening up that burger bar and everything that we had. But like during COVID, I was like, are we going to open up a restaurant in the middle of a time when you're not even allowed to open up the door? Um, and for us, you know, I was watching our business. We were probably, our revenue stream was probably cut to like maybe 10% of what it used to be. And we were laying people off. It was just horrible. Um, and it was when we made up, made the decision of like, I just, I couldn't sleep at night. I literally couldn't sleep because I was so sick to my stomach of having to let these people go that I cared about. And one, one night I just said like, I'm not doing it anymore. Like, I'm just tired of it. I'm not letting go of people. And so I, we came in that morning and I had, I had four managers from my restaurant that were left and all we've been doing was cleaning the inside of the building. And I told them, I said, look, here's the deal. I was like, you know, I was trying to go to bed last night knowing I was going to have to come in and lay you guys off this morning. I was like, I, I can't do it. I was like, but the business can't support you. I was like, so we only have one option and that's, you know, we're going to have to work seven days a week and we're gonna have to open up this, this burger bar in the middle of this crisis. And I was like, I don't know if we're ever going to even be allowed to open. Um, and my team was so great. I told them, I was like, hey, you can go on unemployment if you want. They said, no, let's do it. So we all banded together and we started working and we just worked. I mean, I, the amount of hours, anybody that was a part of it, it was really incredible. Um, and we got that. We ended up opening up the burger bar, but you couldn't come inside and you couldn't use the outside patio. It was just two tents on the outside. And we rigged together this to-go system out of a, we stole a, a toast system from the gas. My uncle owns a gas station around the corner. We took one of the toast systems out of there because we could do online orders and we'd like, put this whole thing together with, with mobile handhelds. And, uh, and I told my team, you know, we had to do a certain number to be able to keep everybody employed. I was like, look, this is what we have to do. And we have to do this much, you know, I don't know if we can do it. It might be a stretch. And once we did that, the customers just started showing up like you would never believe. Um, and it all ends up building into this amazing Saturday. So the first Saturday we were open, that number that I told me how to do for the week, when I printed the report at the end of the night, we had done that number in one day. It was the busiest day I'd ever seen in my life in any restaurant. <laughs> and hey, we that, did it out of two tents to the front. It was incredible. I mean, that means you're doing something right. And uh, something yeah. else you guys are, are doing well is, you know, the brewery side of things. Can you explain a little bit about this? Cause you guys do small batch brewing. Am I correct on your style? You don't kind of do the large you know, gargantuan brews. You do everything small batch. Is that right? 
So, so we have, we have a, for our large, for our large format cans that go inside of, uh, inside a grocery store, that's, those are larger batches. I mean, they're, they're, they're 60 barrel batches, um, are made at a time, but the, the 10 barrel system we started on, I mean, we still have it. Um, and so we continue to do that. So how it works at 50 West is we brew on the small batch side and, and then we'll push that through, um, into, into Kroger and all those places. I'm not, I mean, I'm sorry. We push it through, we put small batch through the brewery. It's like over the counter. You come to Burger Bar, a lot of those beers will be small batch. And when we see success with them, we scale it up into larger stuff. And then that's the stuff we typically will go into grocery stores and things like that with. Um, so it's really this blend. We have two different brewing operations happening at the same time. And it, it makes, it makes for a, a good variety here. And, and uh, yeah, it's a good thing. I was going to say, why did you guys want to go with that style, you know, and keep that? Because you guys have grown pretty, pretty big, you know, now. And why, why kind of keep that style uh, of that small batch? Uh, you know, financially, it's a good question because it costs us a lot more money to make it that way. Uh, <laughs> I think that, you know, for us, it, 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 customers are always seeking variety, right? And it's way better, you know, from our standpoint, when we can continue to innovate and try new things. Um, and this allows us to do that uh, at, at a faster rate. And so, you know, it allows our brewery to kind of consistently be stocked with a lot of different varieties and styles that, that we wouldn't necessarily have the luxury of having if we were to do away with that system. Um, so we just keep, we keep doing it. And, you know, Ryan uh, Hayes, he's our brewer over on that side. He does an amazing job. Um, and, and we just kind of task him with getting as creative as he can be. And then our customers like it because every time they come into 50 West, they can expect to have you know, a, a really solid variety of beers and it's not just going to be the staples that you can buy at the grocery store. We're talking with Bobby Slatery of 50 West Brewing in the greater Cincinnati area. And Bobby, one thing that, you know, I had that aha moment, you know, like where I just totally didn't get it at first. And then when I was reading things today, I went, oh, that makes way more sense why you named it that way. Uh, you know, 50 West, for those that don't know, how did you guys come up with the name? Yeah, so it, it's, I mean, it gets back to that bootlegger, George Remus, and, and, and uh, he said his career was getting alcohol in 50 and taking it west. And then that road runs all the way across America from Ocean City, Maryland to California. It's really, it's a beautiful, it's really a special road that's not, that isn't glamorized in any way other than, you know, our brewery, you know, <laughs> making it the foundational, you know, name of, of what we are and, and what we stand for. But uh, it's neat. I, I, like I said, I, I think that, um, you know, for us, we think of every beer as a, as a journey. Um, and, and it's like, we're on this one giant road trip, you know, we're, we know, we know the, we're the direction we're headed in, but we're not sure what's going to happen along the way. Um, and I, I just think it's this beautiful, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It, it, you know, route 50 is a beautiful thing. And, and what's 50 West has become is, has really become something, uh, I'm incredibly proud of. And, and the rest of our, our people here would, would likely tell you the same thing. And then when it comes to naming your beers, this is my aha moment today was, you know, I, I love the, the Ocean City uh, Strawberry Gosa. I then yep. dawned on me that, you know, the coast to coast, everything, it's kind of a nod to the, you know, you know, 50 West, the road itself. So is that yeah. kind of how you guys played off of everything with, was a that, little nod it to It gets the harder every day. Yeah. I mean, it, trust me, it gets harder every day as we, we've made probably thousands of different beers at this point. Uh, so the names get, you know, at first it was easy. Uh, and now, now it's like, okay, what else do we, what haven't we hit yet? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the fun. And it's also been fun on the burger front. I mean, I think, I think a lot of the success of the burger bar 
was us getting creative on the menu. You know, all at, you come to Burger Bar and you're ordering, a, you know, a single, a double, a chicken, or beyond, and then you're stylizing it based on the states. So we we basically took all the states that Route 50 runs through, and we pulled the best ingredients out of each one, and and that those are the toppings that go on your burger. Um, so it, it's really the brand is really uh, it's really tightened up here in the last year. Um, and it's fun. You know, it's, it's like this dream that we'd always talked about is, is all really coming true. Um, and, and it's special. It's been a lot of hard work by a lot of people to help make that happen. And, and I'm just blessed to be, you know, sitting here, you know, a, a part of it. I was going to say, I mean, when, when you look back, did you ever really think you'd be running a brewery and a, and a burger bar? <laughs> I'm guessing that was not know. in your I, life plan, right? <laughs> I, you know, so, so one of the most fun things we had with the burger bar this summer was at the time of COVID, it was hard to find anybody that could come work. Um, and, uh, I, part of it may have been, you know, people are on employment and, and, and they're sitting pretty, or I, I don't know, we couldn't find anybody over 21. So we ended up, ended up hiring all these high school kids, um, great kids that had helped us. And conceptually, we reached out to some schools to help us like, Hey, what, what do you guys want to see at this place? So we had a lot of these kids come out here this summer and it's been so fun. The question we talk about with them all the time is like, look, this isn't a perfect system. You're not coming into like some drill, you know, this isn't some militaristic system we have, you know, what we have is we have this great product and this great brand. Um, and we want you to help us build it. And so I think a lot of them got, got the chance to, um, to get, get that entrepreneurial, uh, you know, a taste of entrepreneurialism by coming down and working here this summer. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun. I always ask everyone in my, whenever I interview somebody, I ask them two, two questions that I always ask are, what are you passionate about? And what do you want to be when you grow up? And I don't care how old you are. Those are always the two questions. Um, and I think that I, I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. I just knew, I, I don't know. I, I knew that I wanted to, I knew that I was good with people and I wanted to be around people. And that, and, and what, and it's funny that it worked out, you know, a brewery of all things um, is probably the perfect setting for that. Right. Like it, that's, it brings people together and, and um, it, it's really where I shine as a person. And, and I'm very fortunate to have found this in a very unlikely way. I was going to say, I mean, sometimes, you know, looking back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. it seems like this, that phone call was, was perfect from your father and it all worked out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think happiness is a decision and, it, and it's up to you to figure out what that means and, and how you're going to get there. And I think you just stay positive. Um, think about what, what, what you do well, and then just, just figure it, you know, whatever, whatever life hands you, you just gotta, you gotta make the best of it. And I think when you do that, um, good things will just start happening. I mean, I still can't believe after COVID, I mean, it, for us to be sitting in the scenario we're in today, it, it's like, it's a dream come true. It, I went from, you know, thinking my career was over after, after a lot of successes, a, a very successful eight years. Um, and then having to stare at it and go, what are we going to do? And, and we just stayed positive and we worked hard and we believed in ourselves. And, and now it's led us to, you know, a better place, which is, which is, it, it's fun to be in every day. So you know, our next challenge we have ahead of us, where I don't know if you know this, but we're opening up another, um, we're opening up another little brew pub uh, on Route 50. So that's slated to get open here in the next next month, month and a half. Um, and so we'll have, to, you know, you'll be able to drive from one brewery to the next, all on the same road. I was gonna say we're we're, we're talking with Bobby Slatery, one of the owners of 50 West Brewing in in Cincinnati. And Bobby, that was gonna be my next question: is what's next? I know you guys are looking at. Or we're hoping to open it sooner, but you guys are uh, opening the brew pub in uh, Chillicothe. Yeah, so Chillicothe, Ohio. Everybody's, what? Do you, why would you open a brewery there? And it was like, hey, this is what we'd always talked about: these breweries along this road. Um, and so we saw this amazing town. 
uh, where, you know, they had a lot of people. Um, they didn't have a brewery. They wanted a brewery. They just didn't, nobody was putting it together at the time. And I, I uh, went out there and it reminded us, you know, a lot of when we first started here in Cincinnati. And, and you know, now you'd open a brewery in Cincinnati and people say, oh, another brewery? When are those going to be, you know, aren't they saturated yet? Um, and to be able to go into the community and be embraced and have people be excited about it. So we're going right in the middle of their downtown. Uh, their, their downtown's in the middle of a, a redevelopment phase. Um, and so we, we couldn't be more excited about it. So we're, we're hoping to have that open here um, September, October. And, you know, it, the goal is, is to just rejuvenate and do the same thing we did in Cincinnati. It was all about initially educating people about beer. Um, and then it just became so much more as, as time went on. And, and I always kind of finish things off with a very simple question, but almost loaded in, in, in some sense. What's next for, for 50 West and, and you, uh, you know, obviously you got the new brew pub coming along and you, the, the future is kind of crazy right now with everything going on. But what's next for you all? Uh, well, we'll get Shell Coffee open and then we will, um, I think, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know what uh, we're going to get chill coffee open. That's, that's the first focus. And the second part is just is learning to navigate this new world. Um, there's, there's definitely ways to win out there. Um, and I think that that's, that's what we're looking at right now is um, a big challenge is going to be coming up this winter, you know, when it gets colder outside, how do customers react? What is the, what does that landscape look like? And so that's really what we're trying to identify right now is in that new world, you know, what, what do people want to see? I think we've really, We've really figured out what they want to see uh, in the summer. We've got that down pat. But um, in the winter, if, if if it gets colder and people become less likely to go out, you know, and they're and you know the COVID stuff's all still in effect, I think it's just going to be navigating that. And so uh, we're going to be looking at that hard this winter. And uh, hopefully, you know, everything goes well out in out in Chill Coffee, and then we continue to innovate and uh, and keep growing growing our brand. Well, Bobby, Fifty West is an amazing brewery for folks that haven't even just looked at a picture of what you guys are doing um, there on Route 50 with the campus. It's an amazing site. The beer is great. Um, and what you guys are doing is pretty awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Thank you for, thanks for, thanks for talking to me. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate, you know, what you do is, is really important to our industry and, and you help help somebody like me spread the message about what we're doing. And, and I think that's, that's kind of how, what, what COVID's really taught, taught me is, is that we're very dependent upon one another, um, and and you taking time to let me tell my story like that that helps that helps me and it helps helps the world. So I appreciate you and 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 uh, let me know if there's any other ways we can help you in the future. Oh, absolutely! I, I really appreciate that, Bobby. And like I said, you guys have an amazing brewery, and I, I'm I'm wishing you the best. All right, thanks so much. Thank you again to Bobby Slatery from Fifty West Brewing in Cincinnati for hopping on the Hops and Spirits podcast. Um, like I said, if you have not seen what they're doing up there, you really need to check them out on social media. It's an amazing place. Burger bar, beer, sand volleyball courts. It's like a beer mecca wonderland up there. Uh, also, thank you to Charlie, better known as the Chicago Craft Beer Guy, for hopping on for a six-pack of questions. we got some more fun with those coming up here uh, in future episodes. Remember, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Hop Spirits, all one word. That's Hop Spirits, all one word. Until next time, cheers, everyone.